I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who That Discussion. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome into a special episode of the Houdat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata, and then also you can follow the podcast on Twitter at the Houdat Dis. And this is a special episode of the Houdat Discussion, as I have some bittersweet news that I definitely want to share with you guys. Some some good news, some you know, it's just, it's bittersweet. I think that's a perfect way of putting it. And I'll just get right into it as for next season, 2021, I won't be hosting the Houdat discussion first time in you know, a very long time since 2017 would be the last time I didn't host this podcast. And, uh, you know, it, it is definitely bittersweet. And the reason that I'm not hosting the podcast for the upcoming season, season is that I received an internship with the New York Giants. And as you guys know, I'm from New York, and I'm just extremely excited to get this opportunity to continue learning the broadcasting, communications, journalism, all that fun stuff that, you know, I've been able to learn really that started with the Houdat discussion. And, you know, it's crazy that now it's turned into an internship with the Giants. And I'm just extremely excited for this opportunity and for the upcoming 2021 season. But unfortunately, that means I can't be doing both the podcast and then also the internship. And, you know, I just want to take a moment to say thank you to the Houdat Nation, because without you guys, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be hosting this podcast, wouldn't have all the opportunities that I've had to, you know, interview players, a lot of great Saints podcasters. And, you know, it's just been such a fun ride. I mean, and the Saints have been really good, too. It's just really been a fun little stretch here. And for me to learn so much about podcasting, YouTube, editing, writing, it's just been so, so fun. And, you know, I just want to really say thank you to the Houdat Nation, because if you guys weren't listening, I, you know, it would be nothing and I, I wouldn't be able to learn all of it. So it's just really, really awesome. I just want to say thank you again. But with that said, I won't be leaving you guys without a show. I didn't want to do that. And with that being said, I want to welcome in Brendan Boylan, an award-winning producer and also writer for the Saints News Network. And he's going to take over the show for next season. And Brendan's absolutely awesome. We've had him on the show before. And I said this to him, he's probably an upgrade over me. <laughs> but Brendan, you know, I want to bring you in and I just want to say thank you to you for taking over the show because you know, it really means a lot. And to leave it in the hands of someone like you, it really makes me feel very comfortable. Who would have thought? I mean, I didn't think I'd be be hosting your podcast when we met, um, man, over a year ago. But I'm thankful for the opportunity. I don't know if I'm an upgrade, um, but I do appreciate all the all the positive words that you've had to say. And you know, last time that I was here, you stumbled out of the gates a little bit and yeah. almost said I was award winning when I was only award nominated. And I made the joke the next time. I see you all being award-winning filmmakers. So 
Um, some things fell into place. I'm really thankful for that. And I'm really thankful for the opportunity to podcast again. It's been a long time since I've done it. Uh, I think it's been three or four years since I had my own show. So to be able to go back to my roots a little bit, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's kind of crazy. I guess you stopped podcasting when I began and now we'll be turning back again for you know another time. And, you know, Brendan, obviously you've been writing with the Saints News Network. That's how we met. And, you know, you've just been doing a phenomenal job on there with a ton of topics, fancy football, obviously, I think being, you know, a big one. But I just want to talk to you for a second. We've obviously interviewed, but we never really talked about your Saints fandom background and what kind of you're up to as person, fan, all that stuff. So I just wanted to ask you, you're also not from New Orleans, just like me. And everybody asks me, like, I think everybody from people that listen to the show, people that have been on the show to people just on the street. They ask you, how did you, how did you become a Saints fan from New York? So I want to ask you just to give a little background about yourself and how did you become a New Orleans Saints fan? Yeah. I mean, it goes back to my dad, right? But to your point, I was born uh, Jersey Shore, New Jersey. Then I moved down to Flowery Branch, Georgia, which is the uh, home of the Atlanta Falcons training camps. So a lot of people around there while I was growing up is, why are you a Saints fan? Why do you like the Saints and this and that? Um, my dad's uncle, so my great uncle, lived in New Orleans when my dad was a kid. So for his birthdays, for Christmas, what was always sent in the mail to him, New Orleans Saints stuff. And my dad, uh, growing up in Jersey, you know, he also just became a Saints fan kind of out of the blue. He could have easily been a Giants fan, could have easily been a Jets fan. His dad was a New York Giants fan. His dad was from the Bronx. He was a Yankees fan. He picked the Mets. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole thing of my dad and his dad not lining up in terms of um, rooting for the same sports teams. But easiest way to say it, my great uncle is the reason that I fell into the New Orleans Saints in football. And I was really just through my dad. Uh, and then I got into Saints news just complete random coincidence of all things. My mom, she was a nurse in Atlanta and she's still kind of, she's a director of a, of a hospital now, but she was nursing at that point and she had someone come in that she was taking care of. And um, just like any, any nurse, you got multiple people you got to take care of. Sometimes uh, the care isn't as fast as you'd like it to be. So she just started striking up a conversation with this guy. And it was the late Derek Stevens, um, who was the co-founder of the Saints News Network uh, with Kyle T. Mosley. And so they chatted it up and she was saying, oh, my son's in college. Or at that point I was in college and he's studying journalism and uh, yada, yada, yada. And Derek said, oh, well, I have a podcast with the Saints News Network. How about your son comes on and co-hosts? And that co-host became not just a guest co-host, but a, a long-term co-host until Derek, uh, unfortunately, passed away and then I came back and I started writing for Saints News so um, the, my whole Saints background is just a little bit random it's a little bit by chance but what I've learned about not just covering the team but interacting with different people I mean Saints fans are some of the most genuine down-to-earth um, sometimes overreactive on Twitter yeah. <laughs> um, but they're, they're some of the best um, and I'm just really fortunate to have found my way into this position um, to where at a young age, I've been able to do a lot of things and I've been able to cover a team that I grew up rooting for because I don't think everybody gets the chance to do that. 
For sure. I mean, just a, a few things. You, know, you talk about your dad could have been any fan, like the Giants and all that stuff. Like literally when I became a Saints fan, like actually watching all the games was 2007, which was the year the Giants went and won the Super Bowl. So sometimes it's completely just happenstance that, like, you know, just like a team and end up, you know, you would think that my brother's a big Giants fan. A lot of people, obviously, from New York are big Giants fans. And just like the year they win the Super Bowl is the year I go to be a Saints fan, just so be it. And, you know, obviously you talk about Saints News Network. I think that's truly interesting. I mean, shout out Saints News and all their whole crew. Obviously, Kyle T. Mosley, who for me and, you know, I, I think you as well, Brendan, for me, just learning so much. And obviously with the opportunity with them, interning with them, that was extremely fun. I learned so, so much. And that helped me, you know, getting this Giants position as well. And, you know, I think that's obviously, you know, you talk about how just things happen for a reason and things happen out of thin air almost, you know, like, oh, how did that happen? And that's just for us being both really young, me, obviously younger than you, you just like, I can't echo that enough. I feel like everything that for me so far, you would think it doesn't happen that way. And it does just things kind of happen like out of nowhere. And that's, I think, really through everything for me starting the podcast, you know, with Saints News and now you know, with the Giants, I, I do definitely echo that where it's just like one one interaction and it really could change your life. Yeah, networking is a big part, not just in broadcasting. And this yeah. kind of goes out to anybody who's listening, who who might have aspirations for it. It's not just broadcasting. These are jobs in general. Um, yeah. My full-time job, which I know hard to believe I don't, I don't write <laughs> full-time or I don't do the podcasting or make movies full-time, but my full-time job came from because I knew somebody. You know, the, the opportunities I've had with Saints News, the opportunities that I've had with the ESPN family of networks all came because I had an interaction with somebody. Um, so always put yourself out there. Always be willing to um, just present yourself in, in the fullest and truest form that you can. I think that's super important is just being the most genuine version of yourself as possible, especially when you meet people for the first time. And you never know what can happen from that. I've had a lot of really cool experiences because of just people that I've met, ran into, and stayed in touch with. So a um, little piece of advice for anybody listening that's, that's wanting to potentially get into this field. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Two more things I want to ask you before we let you go. I want to ask you first, besides Drew Brees, who is your favorite Saints player? I think everyone usually goes to Drew Brees, their favorite player, especially from our eras. But besides Drew, who is that favorite player? You know, I tell people this now as as much as Drew Brees is the face of the franchise and as much as I've really enjoyed having a chance to cover Drew the last few years of his career. And one of my favorite, I think my favorite piece I've ever written was a piece I wrote about Drew Brees' impact 
off the field in New Orleans more than on the field. My favorite piece by far I've ever written is I always tell people my favorite Saints player of all time was Reggie Bush. Mm-hmm. And it was because that year after Katrina going into 06, I mean, give Reggie his Heisman back already, right? He was the most <laughs> electrifying college player that I've ever seen. And he came to New Orleans in a time where we really needed um, a beacon of hope, uh, not just the team, but the city itself. And I think getting Reggie Bush, I mean, we got Drew Brees, but we didn't really know what we were getting with Drew. Obviously the shattered shoulder, you could go back to all that, but we knew with Reggie Bush, we were getting uh, a lightning bolt and he was just so fun to watch. Um, he, there's so many comparisons of different running backs in, in Sean Payton's system, but Reggie really, he was the blueprint for Darren Sproles. He was the blueprint for Alvin Kamara. Remember, you know, for a long time, I think it still holds, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know off the top of my head, but I think Reggie still holds the record for most receptions by a running back as a rookie. And that just shows the blueprint that was there. Um, and he was just an electrifying player. I loved Reggie Bush. Um, I remember the day he got traded vividly um, as a fan, just being upset um, that that was kind of it. But, uh, you know, he's he's a big reason the Saints went to the Super Bowl that year. Uh, my first game in person, he scored two touchdowns in the Georgia Dome. That was in 2009. Uh, so it was always fun to see, man. Reggie was, was the most exciting uh, thing you could ask for as someone who was – really following football closely for the first time. I mean, you, you talk about that 2009 run. I just want to say this quickly. I remember the game against the Cardinals, the playoff game where he had the two punt yes. I believe it was two punt returns, right? For a touchdown. And I remember the one, he just juked some guy out of his shoes so badly. It was, it, he's, he was ridiculous. And you talk just about how electric he was. Yeah, he was heck of a player. And, you know, as you said, the blueprint for Sproles to now Kamara, I think it's obviously really interesting. He was that bedrock of that team. I want to ask you one more question here. Talked about how you covered, you know, fan of Drew Brees, covered Drew Brees, and obviously of all these teams. I want to know your favorite team of this era since you've been a fan. I think a lot of people go to the 2009 team. I want to know if that that differs for you. If it's 2009, maybe another team, because I think a lot of people go to the 09 team. But was there another team that you just felt, you know, just like, oh, I love this team. I loved watching it. And then when they weren't there, it's like, damn, I wish we had that same energy from that year. 11. Yeah. I think 11 for me, um, obviously drew breaking then the single season passing record. That was the greatest offense I'd ever seen. Um, it's still up there. It's one of the greatest offenses I've ever seen. You got to think how many records were broken that year. I mean, I think Morstead had a record that year. Sproles had the all-purpose yards record. Breeze, like everybody everybody who touched the ball was involved and the defense wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. And that's something that we said for years with Drew Brees was, well, if the defense could just be average, you know, we look at 14, 15, 16. If the defense was average, what are the saints? You know? So I think 11 was one of those perfect examples. The defense was average. Uh, but the the offense can play with anybody. And, you know, the, the loss to the 49ers in that playoff game is always one that um, will haunt Saints fans. I think, honestly, if you ask Saints fans, if, if the, if the Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis miracle didn't happen and the Nola no-call didn't happen, what's the number three, you know, on that list of heartbreaking playoff losses is probably 11 against the Niners. Um, 
So I'd say 11 was probably my favorite team. 17 has to be up there as well. Um, and as, of all things, I think 17 was a little bit more fun than 18, even though I think 18 was a obviously, you know, game short of the Super Bowl. I think 17 was a lot of fun because you went off three years of going, wow, we, we, are, we are wasting Drew's prime. So all of a sudden that they were a, a really good team. Um, but I have some soft spots for certain players on some of those bad teams. Um, but, but yeah, no, seven or 17 and 11 are probably the two that, that stick out outside of 09 as being my favorite Saints teams uh, to watch. Yeah, for me, it's 17 and 18. Are like my, 17 was such an interesting year because they, obviously they started 0-2. And, and it just felt like once that team got on that run, it felt like they were just playing with house money because you saw how the rookies were playing and you're like, the Saints got it for, you know, you're hoping now a few years they just opened that window and just to feel that breath of fresh air. It was, it was, that team was so fun. And just, I think because of they were playing with house money, I felt like they could beat anybody. And that's why I think a lot of people with that, the Minnesota game, I mean, you know, I, I didn't think coming into that game, I think a lot of people didn't think that they were going to win that game or even get a lead in that game. Minnesota was really on all, they were hitting on all cylinders. They were like, I think the two seed, they're playing at home, which they were so good in. I think it's US Bank State or wherever they play, gearing their fans, obviously really good. And the Saints were able to, once they were down 14 nothing, I was like, oh boy, here we go. It was 17 nothing. Oh boy. And then they came back and just like you saw the fight in that team. And that was really that game. And obviously didn't end the way you wanted it to, but it really, you know, it showed all year they fought a ton and they played. I mean, it was just a really fun team with all the rookies. And you could almost argue that a lot of the, you know, those rookies, they had one of their better seasons in their rookie years, which I think is even more impressive. But I think that team was, it it was definitely, it was for be a Saints fan, especially after those three years was like, okay, you know, we're good again. We can win with breeze. And that was really special. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Obviously, just like everybody else, I wish Drew went out on a little bit of a higher note. Um, I think there was definitely some missed opportunity there. Um, But I think it also, you have to tip your cap because those last three years, the fact that the Saints had enough weapons to where it wasn't Drew throwing for 5,000 yards, Mm -hmm. I think it's what prolonged Drew's career. Because if Drew had to continue to go through seven and nine and throw for 5,000 yards, I don't think we would have seen Drew as long as we did. Um, so oh, I think sure. those teams also had a had a big part in, you know, keeping Drew and, and Sean together, which uh, created a lot of great memories for for Saints fans all over. Yeah, I mean, you talk about how he just really prolonged his career. He said it was a breeze of his most fun years playing in those teams, and maybe he wasn't at the top of his game in those maybe final few years. But I mean, man, for him to at least see him play for a few more years, a lot of people thought he was going to retire after sixteen or after seventeen, and then for it to be able to play three more years after that, that was. You know, obviously really big, but I do want to wrap this one up here. Me and Brendan, we're going to be back for one final podcast where we'll obviously touch on this current 2021 Saints news and all what they're doing. If there's any news, I mean, the Saints offseason, I think the one thing, it's like you thought it was going to be such a big offseason and really not much has happened. A lot of decisions, I think, now going into training camp, which I know, Brendan, you're going to have a ton of fun with, but I, I also want to reminisce like we're doing now talking about the last few years when I've been doing the podcast about really this whole Saints team. I think, you know, it's really fun. There's not too much going on really before training camp to have one episode where we could just talk some Saints football the last five years, talk about some maybe players, you know, we like to talk about the unsung players, maybe from the, the 2014 to 16. I think that would be a fun conversation for sure. But Brendan, thank you again for coming on all these times you've come on, I think like four times onto the show and now taking it over. It's really just a pleasure always to talk with you. I want to thank you really from the bottom of my heart for taking over the podcast. 
I wouldn't leave it to just anybody and for you to really continue podcast. And I know you'll do an amazing job covering you know the team and giving really quality content. And you know, I really just want to say thank you for everything you're doing with the podcast. Hey, man, thanks for, for giving me the opportunity to do it. You know, I think that's one thing that I think I took for granted when I was younger was being behind a microphone as much as I was. And then all of a sudden it wasn't there, whether that was my choice or whether it was my career pulled me in a different direction. So to be able to, like I said, kind of get back to my roots, um, doing radio, well, I did radio shows and then I did podcasts. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to be able to do that again. So I, I really thank you for the opportunity uh, to be able to take over a show that I don't have to build from the ground up. <laughs> you're, you're, you're handing me a silver platter right here. Uh, so I'm really thankful for that. And also thank you to the Houdat Nation. You guys have just been awesome. I mean, <laughs> I mean, again, you talked about how Saints fans, they're just, first of all, so welcoming. I mean, to really not from New Orleans, starting this podcast as a young kid and being able to get a little bit of a following. I, I just can't say thank you enough. And for you guys listening to my opinions, I mean, who, who would ever think that that's possible? But, you know, I, I'm just so happy just being someone that didn't really know any Saints fans before starting the podcast, you now being able to connect with everyone, talk about the team. I mean, everyone, you know, you talk about Saints Twitter, but everyone has, you know, always some really interesting conversations and it's really never a dull moment. So obviously really fun, but I think with all that said, I want to say thank you, everybody listening, not just this episode, but really throughout all of the episodes throughout these last three and a half, four years. It's just really been a pleasure to put out these podcasts for you guys. As always, turn it loose and who dat.